This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Hello and welcome to The Chair. My name is Amy Bauman, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week, figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's word, apply it to our lives, hopefully walk away more encouraged and more like Jesus. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us. And if this is your very first time joining us, just a very special welcome to you. I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about surrender. And I can raise my hand and say that this is something that I have struggled with my whole life. So I'm anxious to share with you uh, some things that I've learned over the years, what I'm still learning, and hopefully it'll be an encouraged word for you today. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you for each person that's watching, each person that's listening, Lord. And we just ask that you do a new work today, that you will give us new revelation, that you will renew our hearts and our minds with this challenging thing, Lord, that that we in our human flesh struggle with, and that is surrender. This battle that we have between holding on and letting go. And so I just pray, Lord, that you will work and move, that I will speak your truth with love, Holy Spirit, that you will open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for us today and that you will do a new thing. We love you and praise you and thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So believe it or not, uh, and I don't know if you do this, and if you don't, I would encourage you to get started with it, Um, but have you ever got to the very beginning of a year and asked the Lord to give you a word? One word that you would focus on and think about and allow him to work and move in your life over the year. Well, I've done this for the last several years and this year, believe it or not, my word is surrender. And I know that the Lord gave that to me because it's something that he still wants me to work on even more so. And I can see why as I look at the ministry, as I look and see how it's growing, how there are new things that are happening and new opportunities for me to get to that line, right? My feet touch the line and I have to cross over. And when I'm standing there and I'm looking with my human eyes, I can't even imagine how God is going to do what he's going to do. And for me, this word says, surrender. I'm going to do it in you. I'm going to help you cross. I'm going to help you and do this new thing in the ministry. And so I can look now as we're over halfway through the year, I can look and see why this word is so important to me. And this isn't a new thing for me, right? I've struggled with surrender a good part of my life. And I think that part of this is maybe why we all struggle is it's countercultural to what we see today, right? They say never surrender, never give up, you know, fight until the end, Uh, hold on, don't let go, Uh, 
all kinds of words that are said, phrases that are said in culture today that are opposite of what God is asking us to do, right? God is asking us to let go and to trust in him. So I was raised probably like you all are raised, right? To be independent, to be self-sufficient. And I even taught my kids that, right? To to grow up and to be independent, to be self-sufficient. But if I could have a do-over in this department, I would probably teach them to be more self-sufficient and at the same time dependent upon God. And sometimes I think we miss that, right? In our, in our journey, in our trying to be self-sufficient and I can do this myself and I'm a big girl and I can tie my own shoes. There are moments when we keep that mentality and we are not surrendering. We are not being reliant on God. And I know I struggled with that a good part of my life. Then add all the other stuff. Add the consequences of my sin. Add bad choices. Add things and people that came into my life and changed the trajectory of my life, right? The lack of control that I had in different stages of my life and me wanting to counteract that. I actually remember uh, a, a big season of my life where weekly, weekly I would change the furniture around in my house so that I felt like I had control. And every piece of furniture that I moved and touched and placed was me wanting to have that control in my life so that something would stay where I put it. Because the rest of my life was total chaos and I had no control. I had no control in my feelings, I had no control in my emotions or the roller coaster of emotions that I was on. I had no control in my marriage. I had no control in our finances. And everything stemmed from that, right? And I really felt out of control. So rearranging furniture was one way for me to take back control in my life. And I think that there are other things, right, out there that people do where they feel like they have control. Maybe for you, that's shopping, right? Every time you put that money down or that credit card down, you have control over what you're purchasing. Maybe drinking. Maybe you feel like you have control and can stop whenever you want to. Maybe that's with eating. And there's even people that binge eat and then throw up afterwards because then they are controlling. They're in control of their body. They can take care of um, getting rid of what they no longer want. I mean, there are lots of things and ways that we can feel like we're in control. And this illusion of control is really what it is, an illusion. We don't have control over things. Things can change in a moment's notice. And as we look at the world today, we look at fires and earthquakes and storms and floods and famine and rising interest rates and inflation, we can stand here, sit in this chair, and see that we have no control. 
And in doing that, a lot of us can feel the spiral, the, the flood of emotion, anxiety, depression with that lack of control. And in turn, we can look to God and say, where are you? What's going on? Why aren't you doing anything? And the enemy will jump on board and remind you of all the things that, that God isn't doing in your life, remind you of all the mistakes that you've made, uh, the reason why you're here today, and you can sit in that uh, complacency, in that challenge, in that depression, and then anxiety, and, and feel like your, your life is out of control. We are tempted, and I was tempted, to push on. We are tempted to say, no, I got this. I'm going to do this. We're, we're tempted to cope, to soothe ourselves, to hide. We're tempted to withdraw from God, right? And, and a lot of times, I know for me, I distanced myself from God the, the more mistakes I made, the more challenges that I was in. I was discouraged. I was um, depressed. I was disheartened. And I was really, I was sad and, and feeling like I had made such a mess of things that I, I distanced myself from God so that he wouldn't see my shame. He wouldn't see my regret. And it was as farther away that I could get, this bigger chasm that was between us, the farther that God felt. And then in that same notion, I, I cried out to him and I blamed him. Where are you? Why aren't you here right now? But it wasn't God that did anything. It was me. I backed away from God. And I, and I think that we all can do that, right? So I guess the first thing that I want to say today to encourage you is that God never leaves. God, God never does anything different than what God does. God loves, God heals, God gives us hope, God wants to encourage us, God wants to give us abundant life, and, and God is always here. It's us that move in our lives, ebb and flow away from God depending on how we're feeling, depending on the situation. And, and so don't let the enemy confuse you. Don't let the enemy discourage you. God never changes. God never leaves us. It's us that, that walk away from God. So in these temptations, right, to, to soothe ourselves, to feed ourselves, to, to drink, to, to shop, to rearrange furniture, all the while trying to control our situations, what God is asking us to do is to surrender to him, to open up our clenched hand and to let go. And what we need to do as we're learning to be more like Jesus is to learn what we need to let go of and what we need to hold on to. And, and the balance that there is in that, right? Because in our human flesh, we seem to 
Uh, it has to be all or nothing. So we hold on really tight. We sit in this chair and we hold on and we say, no, I'm not going to do that. And no, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to hide and I'm going to drink and I'm going to smoke and I'm going to eat and I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm not going to, I'm just, we sit here with clenched hands and fist and we don't do anything except this, right? So it's all or nothing. And what, and what God is asking us to do as we mature and as we become more like Christ is that it's a balance. We have to let go of those things in the flesh that we are holding on to and we need to hold on to what God is asking us to hold on to which is himself right there's balance it's not all or nothing there's a balance and and learning that balance is what's taken me 52 years to learn and and to become more like Christ in that less about my human flesh, what I want to do, the, the person that was rearranging the furniture and, and, and holding on to everything, to, to letting go and holding on to God. So what do we need to let go of? What is surrendering and letting go of? Well, first of all, it's letting go of our illusion of control. We don't have control. And trying to do things in our flesh to make us feel like we have control is not the way to go. And all it does is uh, destroy our physical self and, and fill us with anxiety, fill us with depression, fill us with disillusionment. We also have to let go of our own agenda. And when God tells us that he has great plans for us, that's the truth. And we have to be able to acknowledge that and believe that he has plans for us and, and ask him, Lord, what, what do you have for me? Show me that. Let my heart know what that is and align my heart with yours. And, and when we do that, God wants to give us the desires of our heart, right? When they align with his word. But it's such a beautiful thing to know that maybe what God wants to do is something that you've wanted your entire life, but just didn't think you could do it. Maybe it was buried so deep that you were like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. And that's what God instilled and planted in your heart long ago. So letting go of your own agenda Letting go of maybe what your neighbor's dream is or your friend's dream or that person on TV that you watch, those are their dreams. God wants to do a new thing in you and give you your own dream. So letting go of our own agenda. Letting go of our old ways of thinking. I got to tell you, there were several times over the course of the years where my first fleshly temptation is to go move my couch. <laughs> now, how silly is that, right? Oh, I think I'm just going to give the house a, a freshening. I'm going to move some things around, change some walls, uh, the wall coverings, maybe add a new couple new curtains. I have to ask myself now, why do I want to do that? What's going on in my life where I'm wanting to move furniture? So we have to let go of our old way of thinking. Maybe when you get really stressed and you watch the news, 
the, the very first thing that, that fills you is I want to go spend some money or I want to go to the bar or I want to go see this person. What are we wanting to do in the flesh, which is our first response to a situation or to, to something that's new? We have to let go of our old way of thinking and our old physical fleshly responses. Another thing we need to let go of is the past. And in my past, there were certain things that were triggers for me in my, in my present. And I had to let go of that and say, no, that, that is just something that happened in the past. That's not what's happening today. That's not that person. That's not that situation. I need to let go of that. That was a long time ago. And so maybe that's you today, right? Surrendering to God, to surrendering to his plan is letting go of the past, um, past situations, your past self, past people. We need to let go of that. God wants to do a new thing and we have to keep our eyes forward and, and walk that out every single day. Sometimes that is letting go of people. And I mean this in two ways. Sometimes there are people that have come into our lives and have hurt us and have affected us and have changed us and we're still tied to them. We're still uh, moving around each day with this soul tie to them and, and they have an influence on us. They have some kind of hold on us and we're not able to fully walk into the future because we're taking them with us. We have to let go of those people, those people in our past that have hurt us or have been a bad influence on us or have just, it's not what God wants for us. Part two of that is that we also have to let go of the people that we love, right? And let them make their own decisions. And I'm talking for myself today with my children, with my family, is that God wants them to have a life and he has plans for them and and it's not maybe what I want I have to let them live their own life I have to let them make their own decisions their own mistakes I have to let them live and be how God wants them to be and so sometimes surrendering is surrendering people from our past and surrendering people in our present, our family, our loved ones, and letting God do a new thing in them. The other thing that we have to let go of to surrender to God is to let go of our pain. And in that, so much of, of letting go is to be able to forgive. And God tells us in his word, I want you to forgive other people just like I have forgiven you. And so we're given this beautiful gift, this gift of grace and forgiveness that God gives us. We have to be able to extend that to other people. And that is part of the process of letting go. Is It doesn't excuse what they did. And God will deal with them and there'll be consequences to that choice that they made. But we have the choice to forgive them, to be free from that past thing 
and and to and to live out victoriously every single day with peace because when you're still in bondage to past pain and unforgiveness you are not going to be able to walk into everything that God has for you you have to let go of that pain so while we are letting go of all of those past things and the feelings and the emotions and the pain and the control and, and all that that entails, what are we holding on to? We're holding on to God's promises. And that's why it's so important to be in God's word, right? Every single promise that's in there is for us to hold on to and to claim and say, I decree and declare that over my life. I claim that promise. I'm going to walk that out every single day. We have to hold on to God's promises. We also have to hold on to each moment. When I think about how once upon a time I was a mom with two small kids and they were in middle school and I was trying to be a single parent and and everything that was happening, I blinked and I'm now a grandma and my kids are grown and married and I now have a new life and I have um, so many new things and it all happened in a blink of an eye. We need to learn to hold on to each moment. We need to learn to put down our phones and spend some real quality time with the people that we love because it won't last. It's gone before we know it. And holding on to those moments, that that precious time with our family and friends and loved ones is such a beautiful gift, a gift that God gives us each and every day. We also need to hold on to love and peace and joy and forgiveness, that agape love that God gives us so that we can love other people. Those are the things that we need to hold on to. Letting go of pain and anger and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness and holding on to love and peace and joy and forgiveness. And lastly, we need to hold on to God himself. When I'm standing at that line and he's asking me to take a step of faith into the unknown and I have no idea how he's going to do it, I have no idea how it's going to turn out, I have to trust him, I have to believe his promise, I have to believe what he has told me, that he has plans and a purpose for me, plans not to harm me but to prosper me, plans to give me hope in a future, just like you have to remember. And I have to hold on to God as I take that step. And sometimes it's me just holding his hand. Sometimes I am clinging to him with everything I got because I just feel like I'm free falling. We have to hold on to God and never let go. And you know what? He doesn't want to let go of us. He wants to stay with us, love us, and, and be with us. And that's from the beginning. From the beginning, his desire was to be in relationship with us, to be in community with us. And that's his greatest desire. So this surrender, right? This battle that we have between holding on and letting go. I want to leave you with a prayer. It's called the prayer of Jabez. And as I was starting out my journey 
and really struggling with knowing my next steps, this prayer came in uh, to my radar and I started praying it every single day. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. This prayer isn't about just letting go and and surrendering, but about living expectantly and trusting God with our lives. And that's what it comes down to. Do you trust God? And I know it's challenging right now as we look at the world and we turn on the TV and listen to the radio and see all of the things that are happening that we have no control, right? And, and we say, but God, how can you allow this to happen? How can I trust you when all I see with my physical eyes is pain and suffering and heartache? And, and that's what we need to go back to and remember that the way we see the world today is not God's original design. What we see today is years and years and generation after generation of consequences of sin and treating the world the way that we have treated it. And now we're, we're living in this broken world with broken people and we're seeing the consequences of all of that. Free will. It's not how God intended it. It's not God's original design. It's what happened when sin broke into the world. But God since the beginning of time, has been restoring us back to himself with this plan, right? And so much of this plan had to do with Jesus, sending him into the world to destroy the works of the enemy, to bring us back into relationship with God, and to give us hope, everlasting life. And to do that, right, to do that, we need Jesus. We need to believe in him, trust in him, And we need to follow him every single day. Letting go of our flesh, letting go of our sin, letting go of our past mistakes, the illusion of control, and holding on to God. And I just want to encourage you today in this act of surrender that it's so important with our walk. It's so important to do And that I know it's a battle. I know that it's challenging. I know that it's hard, but it's not impossible. And it's what we need to do to keep walking out our faith every single day, confident of who we are, who God is, and that he does have great plans for us. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this word. I just pray that it was an encouragement, Lord, and that you spoke to each person that needed it. Whatever they needed, Lord, that you, you gave that to them. You, you gave them a word today that was just for them, and I thank you for that. We just love you and praise you and thank you and just ask that you continue to walk with us, Lord, and help us surrender. Help us to let go of the things that are of us, our past mistakes, our unforgiveness, our sin, our control and hold on to you. We love you and praise you and thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to leave you with this 
short video today. It kind of really just ties everything together, sums it all up, puts a really big red bow on it. And I just pray that it will um, help seal up everything that we talked about today. I hope it will be a blessing and encouragement, but I just want to leave that video with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Lord, can you hear me? I'm here, fighting, pressing to remember what you said. But this onslaught of thoughts fills my head with dread and I need you. Like enemies encamped, shrouded in the dark, I can feel the fascination of too many temptations reaching for my heart. So I need you to hear me. For I know your ears are attentive to the righteous and I know that your ways are certain. Even when my worries would trample me to dust, still, I know you are good. Your hand is just. So come now, be the salvation for my sins. Help me to begin again that you would mend this trend of hopelessness. God, deliver me in my brokenness. I can feel your presence, even now in the ugly, in the mess that has been made. You surround me with your benevolence. Yes, your love is on display, and I can see it. Carving roads through the struggles and the troubles, past temptations and devices that seek to choke me out. So come fear, come failure, come opposition or doubt. Jesus, you are my deliverance. Your grace is sufficient. Trusting you is my only way out. Now I turn my mind to dwell on your truth. Curate the condition of my heart to manifest joy. Be my living proof. Subdue the haters, quell the voices inside, transform me, Lord, extinguish my pride. You've won the battle, I trust in your plans. Yes, God, I surrender all my worries, my woes, and my demands into your eternally capable hands. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.